This podcast is sponsored by Dollar and Eyewear. Activate your alter ego with Dollar and Eyewear and start seeing life through a different set of lenses. Shop DollarandEyewear.com. Tell them Demetrius Lee and Angela Lee and the Lee Life Experience Podcast sent you. Thank you. Hi, you have just joined the episode of the Lee Life Experiences. You have your hostess, Demetrius Lee, and I'm Angie. Listen, if you would like your topic being able to be explained for the Lee Life Experiences and again, my opinion, I want you to text 833-370-1608. And in the heading, I want you to put relationships so I know exactly what you want to discuss. So, Demetrius, what are we talking about today? Well, talking about adultery, cheat. It got all kind of bad names to go with that thing. But, yeah, that's what we're talking about today. All right. You are joining for this episode of Infidelity Slash Cheating, the good, the bad, and the ugly of the Lee life experiences. All right, Demetrius, do you want to start? Or do you want me to take, or do you want me to have the honors? Yeah, you have the honors. You're going to start it, and I'll clean up your mess. You go ahead and get it started. <laughs> All right. So let's go back to uh, the year of 20. I don't know. I was like in my early 20s. So I feel like for the people that don't know us, let's give them a little backstory how long we've been together. Um, if it's those who you don't know, Demetrius and I have been together for over 20 something, 30 something years, you know, on and off. We were married um, up, up on the one roof for three years. We were separated for the last four. And then we divorced for 10 years, only to reconcile and being able to get remarried on the initial day that we did the 20 something years ago. So, total, we would have been married successfully. 24 years if we had to stay together but we coming up on the six year anniversary so Demetrius <laughs> uh what question do you have for me or what question do people always ask you about as far as like why did you take me back after committing adultery yeah everybody wanted to know why how did we get back together all that time but that's, that's the story for me to tell them. It took a while to overcome because, you know, I had to look at myself and blame myself. The stuff that you did to me, that I did to you, I couldn't point the finger at you all the time because I always had the finger pointing at you. But I didn't look what I did and what I made it look like I did. A lot of stuff, what you thought I did, I didn't do. So that caused a lot of problems. So I had to blame myself. That's the main thing I think people don't understand when they relationship. They all want to blame the other one. They never want to blame themselves. If you take time out, quit blaming, putting the finger at one person, and putting the finger at yourself, you might can get somewhere in a relationship. Because always, somebody did something for a reason, you did something to make them do it. They might when they didn't have to do it, but it was something you did to them to trigger them to do that. So with that say, you know, I like Angela to take y'all uh, memory lane. Like you said, she was probably like 22, 21. I was right at 26, 27 when I all just started. And like I say, it was a it was a hard, a hard time in my life to overcome a young man. But we're gonna get to that. I'm gonna tell you how I felt about it and what I did, what I how I did to cause it. I'm gonna let Angie just break it down to you a little bit. And I'm gonna come in, like I said, I'm, just call me the mop-up man. I'm gonna clean it up for you to understand exactly my point of view and she's gonna let you know her point of view. All right, Mr. Cleanup Man. Let me tell you how it all got started. Back when I, back when pagers was a thing, and I know to the young millennials, they might not know what a pager was, but a pager was a smaller device that people would use to being in contact with whomever they call them. And I wish I had a pager. Maybe we can get one and show them. But anyway, 
at this particular time, Demetrius had left his pager at home. And he was outside talking to some guys. And when the pager went off, it only had the last four digits of a number. When you turn the pager over, it said a word. It was said, hey, I think no, I think it said hell, like kind of like 411 or whatever the word is. I have to go back and look what those digits were. But anyway, the last four digits was like a number that I kind of recognized. So me being the investigator that I was, I kept pressing all the different prefixes of a number until I heard a distinctive female voice. And I said, it couldn't be. And my good intentions, intuition ladies, told me that was the number. So I called him in and let him know that his pager was going off. So when he came in and retrieved his pager from me, I watched from the outside while he went outside. <clears throat> and I seen him on the phone. I immediately dialed that number back and he was busy. And then I proceeded to when he got off the phone, I proceeded to call the number until it was no longer busy. And I heard that same distinctive voice on the other end of that phone. And so I was able to put two and two together from that. I couldn't understand how, why would he do this when we were planning to get married? Why would you start another relationship? And remember, ladies, I've been with him for a while, so that was not our first rodeo. But I felt like since we was close to getting married, that he should have stopped the shenanigans and being able to be a one-woman man. <laughs> Okay, Demetrius. Yeah. With all that say, you did do that, but I want people to know when she told me that pager went off. A young lady was texting me, calling me, calling, and she telling everything, she telling the truth. The only thing she didn't know at that time, me and the young lady, we weren't having intercourse or nothing. I never bothered the woman. We never had sex. You know, I was talking to her, but my, as as my girlfriend, I say my wife, she was my girlfriend at the time. She thought I was. I had a ring. I was your fiance. All right, let me take it back. She was my fiance. So <laughs> she thought I was cheating on her. But I wasn't cheating on her. But when I was, and I don't get me wrong, I did cheat on her. Before I got engaged to her, got married, wanted to get married to her. I did a lot of bad things to her. I'm going to let y'all know that. Like I say, before, before, I, before I got engaged to her, like she walked in and caught me in the bed with women. You know, I'm in the bed with other women, caught me down in women's house. Shit, she um, broke my jaw one time, hit me, caught me down there sleeping, hit me in the jaw, broke my jaw. You know, now I was doing it then. I was committing adultery. Then I got tired. I said, well, I'm going to quit doing it. I'm going to be a good man. And I did quit. I said, I'm going to get married. So I proposed to her. And I did, I honestly did, I did, I quit, I quit messing around. But at that time, I, I met this young lady and she's, you know, we just friends talking. But I wasn't, I didn't mess with her, but when Ann just seen that, she told me that beeper, the text message on that beeper, I guess that triggered her. She thought I was committing adultery on her. I not committing adultery, I wasn't married to her. I thought I was cheating on her. Exactly. Yeah, but I wasn't cheating on her. But still, it didn't look good at the time when she saw that. And y'all, I went for a ride. My mama always tell me, she always tell me, whatever you put out there, you're going to get it right back. And I didn't put out no good stuff that day. And I got it right back. It wasn't good. And I'm pretty sure she's going to explain to you how she did it. Everything went on. I'll take y'all for a little ride. Y'all just hold on to your seat now. Just hold on. I know a lot of people out here listening to this podcast probably thinking I've been through the same thing. And I know you've been through it. A lot of people going to be through it. Some had. You might be going, you're going to go through it. So I'm going to try to help you best I can to save you the trouble, me and Angie. But just hold on. Here we go. I'm going to turn it back over to my honey bunch and let I have it. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad you clarified that it wasn't adultery. It's not adultery until you get married. <laughs> so um, breaking down the terminology, I was like, like I said, <clears throat> I'm not proud of anything that I'm done that I have done, but I do have to own it because 
I was alert and oriented. Um, and when you have making the conscious decision to act upon your impulse, then you have to suffer the consequences. And at the time, and then this young man had approached me, and for a while I had um, ignored his passes. And even with me ignoring his passes, um, once I seen um, that was the beeper thing was like the start of it. I was working third shift at the time, and I was working at Milliken. <laughs> Shout out to my peeps in South Carolina. I was working at Milliken, and I was on my way to work. Remind you, Demetrius and I stayed together in my mom's place. And on my way to work, his phone went off again. So I was in the restroom, you know, getting ready to prepare to go to work. And as I was preparing to go to work, he thought I had already left. And because he thought I had already left, he engaged yet into another conversation. And all I overheard, remember he said, oh, I was talking. But I wasn't hadn't engaged or in um advanced to the intercourse part. But for a woman, I didn't care about that part. So I heard him tell the young lady on the telephone, remember the distinctive voice that I heard. And you'll understand why that was a distinctive voice. But on the phone, while he thought I had left for work, I heard him tell her that he had bought her a calling card. Hmm. Why are you buying her a calling card? So I immediately went to work that night and I began to tell my older ladies. So right now, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm in between 20, 21 and 23. So I'm just going to say early, early 20s, you know, because I can't pinpoint the exact date. But when I heard him say that, I immediately went to work and I'm furious. Like, we getting ready to get married. So these older ladies like, girl, you better saw your raw oats before you can say I do. Not one time did they tell me to counsel. Not one time did they encourage me to put the wedding off. That was the advice that I got. And me being naive in the brain, naive to my circle of influences at the time, I heat up um, this gentleman that kept, every time he saw me, it was a wink. It was the appreciation or flattery um, uh, every time I saw this person. So I didn't go out looking for them. They were always where I was mysteriously. So from that conversation, it went on. And when I seen, heard that, and after the latest you know, told me to sow my raw oats. That seemed to give me the permission, the keys to go ahead and start my first journey of infidelity. All right, Demetrius. Hmm. Yeah, oh, hey, she telling it. She leaning on you. That's way, hey, everything she's saying is exactly right. And I guess she, you know, Cause I, you know, I didn't think nothing about it. You know, me and that lady she talking about, it never got nowhere. But at the time, I didn't realize she had started up with this younger man messing around with it. Cause I ain't had no idea she was doing that. Cause I wasn't thinking like that. Cause I work on the railroad. I was on the railroad at the time. I was running trains. So I'd be out of town. You know, I'd be occupied. I don't have my mind trying to think about it. Then people started telling me about her and this young man. And I saw talking to him. I didn't think about it because the dude stayed in the neighborhood where we stayed at. So it wasn't no one problem me to think. Well, you know, he stayed right in the neighborhood. I see her talking to him. One day I, I was on my motorcycle. I come up the road. She had me in the car getting my ride. I said, Where you going? She told me, she said, I'm getting a ride the road, driving out the store. And I said, Well, I didn't think nothing about it. Never crossed my mind. Never thought nothing about it. But that went on, that went on, went on, went on, I guess probably about nine, ten months. And then on, it came around. Huh? Let me interject. Go ahead. Not only was I getting a Mariah, who car was I in? Who car was I in when you stopped us? This is your car, you know, Lexus. Mm-mm. I thought I was in the blue Toyota of yours. Uh-uh. You in your car. 
using yeah using your Lexus. Yeah, um, not in my car. Oh, okay. But, uh, you trying to get me riled up, ain't you? <laughs> Don't try to get me riled on the, on this podcast. Okay? No, but I'll just no, sell it. Yeah. I, I was just no. saying that at that time it wasn't going on, so it was like I said. The person was everywhere where I was, but I still was naive to the fact. So at that time, it still was nothing going on because I just looked at it as innocent. He he was at the store and he said, "Hey, you going down the road? Can I catch a ride?" I didn't think nothing of it, ladies. Ladies, ladies, don't be naive to the fact that when people are always where you are, that the compliments. And we'll break into that of the facade of five signs that you might be experiencing insecurities. Hi, you have heard this another episode of Lee Life Experiences, and we are your hostess, Demetrius Lee, and I'm Angie. Listen, if you would like your relationship topic discussed and get our perspective or our opinion about it, I'm sure there's nothing that you have done that we haven't had even a smidget of encounter with. So you are able to text us at 833-370-1608 and put relationships in the message box. And that way, if you text us, we will text back. So that's 833-370-1608. And that is your way to get on our emailing list of new episodes that's dropping out or even our newsletter. So get your topics heard and discussed. All right, Demetrius, where we going? How are you feeling today? Feeling good. Let everybody know. Hey, look, tell everybody, all the men's out there, it's father day today. And you see what kind of t- topic we're talking about in this podcast today. But yeah, this Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the, the men's out there. And uh and I hope this help you out. And I hope you I hope the men's out there and the women get some of this podcast. Cause we're pouring our heart out to you. And nothing but the truth. And you're gonna be the, hey, this podcast, what we got going on, you're gonna love it. Because ain't nothing fake. Hey, everything I'm saying comes from the heart and it's real. There ain't no script. You getting the real deal from the real deal. All right, but well, that say hundred bucks, let's go with it. Let's go. It's time to go. All right, what topic are we where are we starting at today? Well, we just came off the cheating part. So you know we gotta get back into the part. You know, you, you were telling about you know what you did. I mean, when you messed around with him, you know, about my pager. So now it's take him take him down the road now. You know, now nah, we're about to get married now. We've been going to a marriage now. Are you talking about the entanglement? That's what we want to call it, entanglement. That's right. <laughs> so we're about to get married now. So we, hey, I'm going to hear all the stories about my wife going with the young boy. Still don't believe it. I'm telling y'all, man, I didn't believe it. It didn't make sense. But like I was saying, like I said, I was a, in myself, in my own way, you know, I was a big boy. Big boys don't get mad. You know, I got a good job. I'm making good money. Got a nice car. About to build me a nice home. And tell some young boy go with my with my girlfriend at the time. No, nah, I didn't believe that. Can't happen to me. Not me. Not Tick. My nickname back then. That's that's my street name back then. But uh, that's when I back then. That name don't exist no more in my life. But cause Tick was a bad man. He was a good man too, but he did bad things. So uh, we're gonna leave Tick where yet. For right now, but yeah, but that's what I was thinking about at the time. So, my wife got married. We got married together. And uh, I'm hearing all this stuff. And I went on my marriage, and I'm thinking, I'm happy. I'm happy, everybody in town sad for me. I don't know why. Because they seeing my wife and this young boy. And they telling me, because I ain't believing it. Because like I said, I don't think nothing about it. Because, you know, you can't have to me. I tick daddy, what I'm saying to myself. But boy, I didn't know. <laughs> what I thought I was, I wasn't. And she, uh, I finally got a hope to it. I finally, uh, you know, she started acting strange around the house. She, just, she didn't want to have sex no more. And she did do it. She did do it. It just, it's like she was trying to just shut me up. I, I ain't want it like that. I can't be Don't doing that. Don't shut me up, sex. 
Yeah, that's what you trying to give me shit up or calm me down. I'm like, no. And I picked them on it. You don't do me like that. I ain't no flunky. So you ain't put the you ain't put the hell me. Give me a like a dog a treat, calm me down. Then I thought this one I thought to pay attention when the people say something ain't right. But of course I didn't know at the time. The little fellow was in jail. But still, she was acting strange. I guess she was working under the homecoming, I guess. I don't know. But all they say, you know, this, this went, to a, it went to a swirl. Now, now I'm, I'm, I'm about to get it. When I started this podcast, I'm telling you, I, I didn't believe it. Took them believe it. But now I'm about to get it. Now, something ain't right. My mom ain't raised no food. I ain't no Joe Saucer here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you can put it for a little while, but I, hey, you keep on, I'll catch on to it. So, on that part down, I'm gonna let her bring y'all on in now. Well, how we got to that point? Like I say, I'll clean it up. When she started, I'll do the cleaning on it. Oh, gosh. Okay. So it's time for the entanglement to happen. <laughs> Jada, thank you. Thank you, and Will, for the nice, uh, a softer work. Than, um, <laughs> but yes, uh, the person was younger. Uh, yes, the person at the time did I know no i did not know uh and he didn't let me know and you know and because he had been with older women before it was nothing new um to him of me having the age difference uh again i am no not condoning anybody miss with anybody underage i am not condoning anybody taking advantage of anybody i am not condoning cheating i just feel like now at maturity you would lead the relationship. But getting up and getting to the part, like I said, I already didn't um, build a case against Demetrius. So even though when men's women, men's, when women say they don't forgave you, we might have forgave, but we have not forgot. So I got a Rolodex in my memory cabinet of things that he done did along the years. So now it's time for me to go. And I feel like you keep doing this you have kept doing this along with you know other things that he was doing. This person seemed to be right there waiting on me to come off the cliff. And that's what I what happened. By the time I jumped off the cliff, nobody warned me that after you have an entanglement, that you wasn't gonna have feelings. Nobody warned me because I thought it was something I was gonna be able to do and be able to get up from and never think about it again. Because that, that was my way to get Tick Daddy back. That was my way to be able to shut him up of all these things that he had done. I was going to get him back. But the joke ended up being on me. Because not only did that... Bingo! <laughs> not only did it happen from... It led from um, cheating. Now that when I only got married. Like he said, the guy was incarcerated, so he wasn't, you know, an issue, but my heart still was there. I still was tied to him. I still had family ties. So now my cheating then turned and then advanced to adultery because now I'm married. So when he did come home, so when, you know, Demetrius and I got into it and I tried to, I tried to stay good, but then Demetrius got it because I had ended up writing the letters, trying to get down there to see him because I still was experiencing hardships. So when he was my safe haven. So when he came home, he brought those letters back home and one of his family members gave Demetrius the letters. How did he give you the letters, Demetrius? Did he just walk up to you and just gave, say here? He gave it to my brother first. He passed it to my brother. Oh, it did, yeah. They gave it to my brother to get okay. to me. Okay. So the family member gave the letters, and now Demetrius coming. Remind you, I still was up in denial. Even though he was asking me, I'm still denying it. Until what happened? Until you went through the book. I went in my car, <laughs> into my car, when I called, and I was looking for some. Can't remember the war, but some my car had something happened in the car. You know, you go in the manual, the vehicle, man, the manual. So I went in the manual looking for 
how to fix the car, a check a, a fuse, I think that's what it was. I won't say it was a fuse. And when I opened the book up, you know, you're looking for it, but the book had a little gap in it. I said, oh, okay. Like, like, like a marker. When I popped the marker, it wasn't a marker. It was a picture of her at the prison, taking a picture with the boy and some levels. And I said, oh, okay. Not the little uh, phone bill. Phone bill, yeah, that's right. Phone bill, that's right, yeah. Phone bill, I'm saying love, you're right. Phone bill. So I said, that's okay. So that's when I knew. So now I'm in the background now. I got the plan now. How I'm gonna get out this mess. I'm, 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 I'm got mad now. Everybody's gonna tell me this and I didn't believe them. And I'm kind of hot about it. So now I got to figure out how I'm gonna get out this mess. And boy, it wasn't it went pretty. You know, we went on, went on and arguing and she couldn't, she couldn't lie no more. I had the proof, I showed it to her. So she really couldn't say nothing. She tried to tell stories and lie about it, but you can't lie when you got the picture right in your hand. So man, like I say, that was a rough time in my life. So, you know, we, we got to argue and went all kind of mess and, you know, and I finally told her she got to go. You know, she caught me, remember I just built a house, brand new house from scratch. Yeah, so I told her she we've been there about probably been in the house about a year. A year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said you got to go. You know, and kind of like like she, she'll tell you, she, I kind of like walked into the trap for she concerned because she wanted to go, but I thought she had to go. So you know, I I got mad. I took every every clothes I bought her, everything I ever bought her with my money. Now my clothes I bought. I went in my backyard on my three acre lot, found me a good spot. And I sell them on fire. Burn them. Man, you thought, man, you thought I was in I was in the mountain with a, with a, with a chimney smoke coming up that man. I had smoke everywhere. <laughs> but I burned the clothes and all. After that, she left. She left, went on, went on down to mama house. She went to her mama house, and you know, I talked to my mama, my mama, I, you guys know my mama, y'all don't know her, but she she let me know. So I want she didn't raise me to be a sucker. I ain't no Joe Sausage head. I ain't a potato head. And you know, it's kind of hard words she's using, but it worked on me. Cause see, she put the gas on me. So I was the star. I'm the superstar in this show. You don't do dialing like that. But Tick Daddy, well, you would have had, it called me out kind of name back then, but you don't do me like that. And so I ain't like a lot of men. You know, a lot of men, you know, they get hurt. They want to kill the women and want to hurt the dude. Don't get wrong, I got mad one time. But you got a moment like mine come at you and let you know you ain't got to take that. You as a superstar. Everybody wants you. Why are you going to let one woman take you down? And I hung in there. I hung in there. And let her go. And I've got to tell y'all too, with all that going on, man, I, I have got a private investigator to follow her. Paid this man a thousand dollars back in 1999. Paid him a thousand dollars. And he told me he followed her everywhere. He said, he said, Mr. Lee, your wife is not cheating on you. I said, man, she got to be doing something. And this now this is all before I found the found the picture of the prison. I said, man, something right. She acting strange. She ain't having he said, I'm telling you, I'm gonna follow the woman for two weeks. She ain't bothering nobody. She all she do is go to work, go on her mama's house, and come out at your house. That's it. That's all she doing. But what it was, I didn't know the boy was in jail. That's why she wasn't doing nothing. He didn't know it either. That's what the problem was. But I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Angela come back in, you know, take back over the part. Maybe she put a little icing on the cake for you. And like I say, I'll come back in again and I'll clean it up for you. All right. What part is I already, you know, done committed the egg and went home. Oh, I think you left out of the um ladies. I'm gonna say this again when Demetrius, you know, t- telling you about burning my clothes. Uh it was some domestic violence that was also that was included in there. And at that time I was torn. I remember going to the doctor and I told the um the doctor at the time. I told her that I couldn't. It was too much for me to, you know, bear. You know, my father had just recently, you know, got incarcerated. And that was I was dealing with that mentally. Um, then my lover was incarcerated. 
And then I got, I got married. Oh, so now I'm torn. I don't know what to do. And so she gave me some antidepressants. And um, I remember going to get the prescription field. I think she had some, uh, no, I don't think it was a prescription. I think she went ahead and gave me a few of her samples. And it was called Paxil. And I went ahead and I remember going to my nice home that we had <laughs> recently built. And I broke down in the kitchen and I told God, I said, that's the reason why the shirt says, God is bigger. God, it really is bigger. So I remember falling down in that, cabin, in that um, kitchen and I said, God, I can't do this anymore. I said, I can't deal with it. You know, Demetrius and I are no longer in alignment. You know, the abuse is getting, you know, a little more vital to And I can't do this. I got to be able to get up and I got to go walk away. Again, I was wanting to walk to the unknown because Demetrius and built this nice lifestyle for me. Don't really want to go back to the, you know, the trailer park, which is where I was born and raised. And so the psychiatrist, I did meet the psychiatrist and she asked me, she said, what is so bad about you going back if that's where you came from? I want y'all to think about that for a minute. Because here I am, you know, with a new lifestyle. Demetri then took me from the trailer park where you seen people and then gave me a suburban lifestyle. No wonders up to the big, nice home. He hiring decorators, you know, to come in. You didn't advance my lifestyle and you didn't advance my eyeballs. Now what used to be normal is not normal to me anymore. That I could go back, but I wasn't comfortable. I wasn't comfortable. I love the trailer park, but I was no longer comfortable because he had just shown me a new lifestyle. So how can I get that lifestyle back? So I went ahead and lived. Like I said, I went back out there, Demetrius and I tried to, you know, reconcile. But when I got and seen that he had burned everything, all I had was like the sole of the shoes that did not melt. Everything else was gone. And I was in between. And the reason why he was able to get to him is because I was in the process of, you know, how you doing spring and summer cleaning, transitioning. I had and took everything out and put them in those um, plastic totes. So all he did was just had to carry him down and just get the clothes off the bed. So when I seen him do that, I mean, when I got back out there, he had did that. I had to go. And it was either me, my life, or him. We was got to go. I mean, I hadn't got to a point of being tired. Again, I'm walking to the unknown because I'm thinking, this young lover done painted me a new picture. You know, I'm lo I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying going to see him. You know, now my self-esteem is up. Somebody, I feel like, love me, appreciate me. I always say, a lady, if she's not having the three A's, affection, appreciation, and attention, a lady will cheat. If those three factors are not in and she's not feeling it, the three sisters have to come with any confident woman so if you find yourself in insecurity if you find yourself going through these things and you wonder like why am i in this situation check your insecurity do you have confidence check if you're attention seeking are you just going with somebody or entertaining somebody just because they paying you attention or giving you the accolades that this other person not giving you and then appreciate it i felt like demetrius he had a good job. I had a decent job. And I was able to make all his dreams come true. Not one time did he ask me, Angel, what do you want? When all I ever wanted was to go to school. And I had started school once or twice. And, you know, he had these big lavish, like, we'll build this house. We'll drive this Lexus. We'll get Jaguars. We'll get these um Habusa motorcycle, and we're going to strip it out. Everything he did, he went big. He has always, you know, been that way. I didn't know how to dream big. You know, again, I'm coming from a trailer park from a single-parent home. My father was not raised in the home, and by the time I do get grown, he's incarcerated. So all these things are elements into your lifestyle. So, of course, again, without it happening, I'm looking at my life. And I did finally leave. I said, go back to live with my mom. I'm not happy. 
my sister that with her three kids. Now I have a son and then my mom. That three bedroom mobile home is not is not big enough. And remember, I left my three story, my two story home <laughs> to go back. So now I got to find a way to get my son or get my lifestyle back where I need to be in order for me to be more self-sufficient. Yeah, I'm feeling good right now about Angela. You know, I hope everybody gets some out just what we're talking about, because like I say, this is an intimate thing for me and her. And like I say, this is, this is a, take down a memory of the lane, you know, bring back memories. But now, like I say, we were talking about, you know, now she gonna got with this dude. Now this dude's out of jail now. I'm gonna bunt the clothes up, she out now. So the question I got for her, I wanna know, Angela, how how you feeling at that moment? How life's going for you that time? How everything going for you? Hmm. It didn't turn out like how um, the picture in my head, it didn't turn out that way. He sold me a dream. <laughs> so I have left you. I'm down living with my mom. I eventually go ahead and um, my father had left a mobile home. So I ended up moving in the mobile home. And of course, now he can come stay with me. We don't have to stick around anymore. You know, he can, me and him, we can start this life. Uh, you know, and of course, I got my son. And uh, he didn't end up like staying fully. You know, he still was out there, you know, trapping. So, you know, that was my first uh, vision of what drugs were. And so, you know, I leave you and uh, being a, I wasn't going to say I was in a church like that, but I grew up with church background. You know, now I'm trying to be a street girl. I'm trying to get my street credits up. Mm. So I'm learning, I'm learning what it's called. Um, I don't know if it's cocaine, crack. I won't say it was crack. You know, now I'm learning what that is. Now I'm learning what sex are. So, you know, now I got my um, lifestyle over living the dangerous life. Uh-oh. You quiet? No, I thought you still. I think mean, you finished what you saying, cause yeah. Well, like I said, you know, after I got you, you know, new, do this to this lifestyle, I guess. Now I'm assuming uh, the excitement is not good for him anymore. So um, I did make a decision, you know, um, that he has held against me that he wanted children. And by the time that I said, once I knew that you and I was not going to reconcile, I made the decision to get my tubes tied. And, you know, at first when I talked to him, I um, kind of exaggerated like it was like I had to do it. Like, you know, but my IUD was falling out and I just didn't want to be popping out babies from different people. So I made the decision to, you know, get my tubes tied. And he was not happy about that. So he went on, the, you know, so that's when the story ended. You know, it took this, you know, this lifestyle that I thought I oh, had. Oh, yeah, now. Well, no, I'm saying that, you know, as far as me and him, it didn't end. But now I just know he acting different. <laughs> I know. So now, like you said, it ended now it's time me to start up now, y'all. Now, remember now when she first came on this podcast, we talking about this was still related testing my phone. She beeping me. I ain't bothered that woman. I didn't bother nobody if I got married, married to her at the time. But now she going there, holding the boy out of jail. Now people seeing him, so I know I know it's true. So now I go home and I got a little man code. It's my code. I ain't saying it's a man code. It's my code. I take me 30 days, get my thoughts to go. I got to know where, I'm, where I stand. I got this job. I'm making six figures. I want to mess my job up, so I got to keep my head right. So I take 30 days. Man, I mean 30 days. I go to work, and that's it. Don't talk to no women. I ain't trying to involve no women. I ain't want no part of it right now. Because I got to get me. I can't fix me first. I can't go to another woman that I ain't fixed. I got to fix myself first. I ain't been to take these baggage that I got to another female. Like I told you, I ain't no flunky. So I don't do stuff like that. So I uh, I got my head right 30 days. 
in the 31 day, start the first of the month, of a new month, I started making phone calls. I want to tell you about that man named Tick. He's a bad man. And, and, and Tick came out, and then it's time to go to work. So, yeah, I went out there, and I got to cutting up with these different broad women. And I went and found that girl that I didn't, when she said the first of the podcast, I didn't mess with her at the time. I went and found her. And then, yeah, I completed the mission. I mean, this young lady, we, we rolled around about five, six months. Probably the long day. I can't remember the exact time frame, but she was a good woman. I mean, making a man, a perfect woman. But at the time, I didn't realize, I didn't want the one. I just came out of marriage. This girl ready to get serious, and I couldn't do that. And I and I felt kind of bad because she was, in the other time, she'd been the right kind of girl for any man, for me too. But at times, I wasn't ready. I had this other female talking to me on the side, and she told me to go and tell the girl the truth. And that's what I did, and I, and I heard her, and I hate I did it, but I had to do, keep it real with her. But all that going on now, I'm having a good time. I'm out there missing all kind of women. I probably got eight or nine women I'm dealing with, just spread it out, running all around with them. Some of them I'm sleeping with, some of them just partying with. And at the time, then I ran into this other girl. She kind of like a woman that, she was convenient to me. It wasn't about I wanted to sell it down with, but she was cool to hang out because she's doing the stuff I was doing. Besides drinking, she didn't really drink so like you that. You're committing adultery because you yeah, commit you're adultery, still yeah. married now. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, I'm committing <laughs> adultery. Still married. But hey, you gone. You gone with your life. So, you know, Angela wasn't talking to me. She didn't have much to say to me. And I see this little boy that she was going with. I see him all the time at the store. I ride by him. I see him up there. So, Angela in paradise. They just living it up. I said, I'm gonna fix it. I'm gonna fix her. I know how to fix this problem. Cause you know, little boy, you know, you know he's young. He think I want him. No, he think I want him, he gonna hang around with him. Because he didn't know I ain't want him no more. I I Angel, my life, I'm gonna got over that state. I'm on some else now. Hey, tick, tick that ain't gonna come at me now. It's over now. I'm on, I'm on the run now. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get, you know, right around this brand new Jaguar, 20 inch rim. You can't tell me nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm rolling. So I see the little young boy at the store up there a couple of times. Because I have a girl with me, I ride by. I said, I got a trick for her. That's what I'm going to do. I put up on with this girl in the car with me. She got, I said, go, go to the store and get me a six pack of beer. Because I know he's going to see it. So, no, he seen him. He didn't say nothing. He looked. And I'm on the phone talking, on my cell phone. Girl, get me some beer, get back in. She laughing. She kissed me on my cheek. So, he watching all that. So about that time, about there or two, Angie called me. She, she called me out of front, I got a child with her. But this time she called me, she had a lot of anger in her voice. She was angry. But she wasn't saying that. She had a lot of, I said, hey, what's wrong with you? I got done. You're be good. Oh, you ain't never no sorry daddy. I don't know where that come from. But I knew where it came from. I said, he gonna to totally see me. But she ain't gonna tell me, because she won't be no, she ain't did it with him like that. So it went on, went on by two weeks, and she couldn't stand no more. You lying, Joker. I know you going with such and such. I seen you. I seen you. That boy seen you with that girl. He said, y'all just throw like you in love. You ain't think you, you think you got somebody. She just went on. That was the funny thing to me. I said, I got her now. You don't play with me. And as soon as soon I, soon I got that call to him, you know what he did? I'm going to tell you what he did. Can I, hey, when he realized I, I didn't really want her no more, he realized I didn't want Angie no more. That's all he wanted to see. When he seen that, I'm gonna let Angie handle that part. Take it, honey bunch. <sighs> okay. Um, I ain't proud about that, Demetrius. But you, wait a minute. Let me go back. Demetrius had told me, Angie, the boy don't want you. He doing to get back at me. So of course, no, I didn't feel like I was being a, a part of a pun. I didn't. I thought he really did care about me. I thought he really did love me. I thought he really wanted to be with me. So by the time and that I didn't know Demetrius had that plot, you know, going on. And so like I said, I had already knew that he was acting different, but he still acting different after, you know, my tooth got tired because he wanted a baby. And um he ended up, like Demetrius said, um, he started doing getting distance. I started calling. He ain't answering. Remind you, I purchased his cell phone. Uh, I'm the one that's kind of like funding 
you know, the lifestyle. So what do you mean? You ain't got time to talk to me? You know, you done had me to leave home. You know, I done been by here, been putting things on your book. And then you gone, you ghosting me? Nah. When they say um, erratic and crazy, erratic and crazy came out. I was stalking jobs. I'm going there like, you got to talk to me. Why all of a sudden that you go and ghost? I'm telling my friends, hey, you got to talk to me because I done left my home. I didn't took my son from being in a, I mean, it was no reason why we couldn't have had the American dream for our son. Now, because, because of my selfishness, I'm raising my son by myself. You didn't have took me away from home. Now I got nothing. I have nothing. Demetrius gone on. He living life like he puff daddy, P. Diddy. What's that name they gave you when you had the house party? P. Diddy or something other like they call you. They call me, they call me Puff Daddy. Yeah, he living like he Puff Daddy. Um, <laughs> doing these house parties and a nice, you know, everybody, you know, telling me, you know, the beach got girls driving his car, you know, people out there in your home. It was like, what do I do? I don't lost it now. So now that guy went on to impregnate somebody else off his job. And now it's all making sense to me. So at that time, I had to suck up my broken heart and go ahead and say what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. And then I ended up meeting another guy that was older, older than Demetrius. I was like, like the young ones give you a good thrill in the bedroom. But in the excitement, uh, so I said, I beat somebody that's older than Demetrius. And this man asked me, he said, I hear you talking about everybody else. What is it that Angie want? And I said, all I want to do is just go to school. So that's how I end up turning my life around. I end up enrolling into school. I started really undecided. And that same young boy, he would come, you know, and now I done accepted, you know, that we're not together. And he told me, he said, Angie, I owe it to you. You know, I got to hit you get started, you know, since I done um, knock you off your th throne. So he spit it on the ground. And this is what he told me. Even though he said he was helping me. He spit on the ground and he said, that's what you are. He said, I took you off your throne. Now let me see how you're going to get back on it. <laughs> so he buying you. So he did buy me a computer, even though he did that. Now the ball is in his court. So now I had to fight. So I slept in the car to go to school. Now my mother-in-law has my son because I'm going to school. I'm working on third shift and I'm going to school in the day. So can you bounce back, lady, after this episode? I want you to hear the bounce back part. So Demetrius, can you tell them how you stopped living your P. Diddy life <laughs> and the women? Before I tell them, before I tell them, I want to tell them this podcast is sponsored by Dollar Nightwell. Activate your alter ego with Dollar Nightwell and start seeing life through a different set of lenses. Please shop DollarNightwell.com and tell them the Lee Life Experience sent you there. Thank you. Hi, I hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Lee Life Experiences. And with the Lee Life Experiences, if you want your topic heard and you really want the Lee um, perspective of it, I highly suggest you to text us. We'll text back. It's 833-370-1608. So again, if you want your topic discussed on the Lee Life Experiences and get our uh, opinion of it, then I highly suggest you to text us. All right, Demetrius. We then took them on a journey of, you know, how we went left. Then we took them around the circle of us being, you know, being the separation. So I want you, we got to tell them how we came together to still start talking sociably. Um, after all my craziness, and tell them how we was able to, you know, get in alignment to co-parent. Well... After Angie took all her took her L's, you know, she uh she oh she she gon' she gon' uh shit the part of her life now. She down. She real down. 
you know, I'm up now. I'm got over now. I don't kill them on now. Like I say, I'm out there running. I'm running the streets. You know, you know, I, I got multiple women I'm talking to. You know, hey, I'm good. You know, anywhere I want to be, but I'm good. So finally, I think Angie ran into her. the older gentleman she talking about. She ran to him. He kind of calmed him down. He kind of got her back on pace. So we started though. My mama kept my son, so when I go around there, she'll be down there. So I started coming friend with her. You know, I, I was cool with her, because I wasn't mad at her. You know, I, I can stand, I can see what another man didn't bother me. I got, I got where I got to, it didn't bother me. Now where the problem came in, she couldn't see me with another woman, it bothered her. It didn't bother me. I mean, I had a couple girls, and she pulled up my own one of She wanna throw bricks at them, uh, pull out bats and, one girl in my house, she gonna grab a butcher knife. I mean, it was, it was, it was rough. But like I say, she, she found that dude calm her down. So we, we got to be friends. I come around there, and like I said, we talked around my mama's house. So we came cool, came friends, you know. Like I say, I couldn't bring, I still couldn't bring a woman around her. So I, I, I got used to that. Don't bring no girl around her, she'd be good. She don't mind me knowing I'm talking to a woman, but she didn't want me around no women. So that, you know, that was cool. But we started, became friends then, you know. And like me and her moved on different people. These people we moved on, they thought we were still sleeping around, man. But me and Angie didn't sleep around. They thought we did, but we didn't. I didn't bother them now time. It never came up. You know what I'm saying? It never came up in it, but like the girl I had at the time. Hold on, hold on. Let, let, let's interject. Let me interject. <laughs> okay, jump in. We got to interject, and the reason why I don't interject in it is that you stayed together up under one roof for three years. Um, coming up on the other four years because we stayed married seven years. Um, we came up on the um, while we were separated. Demetrius had came. Remember, I told you the lady with the distinctive voice. He was hiding from her, and he ended up coming over to my trailer. Remind you, I'm staying in my dad's place, so he came over there. And he he was he parked around the back. He said he wouldn't hide, but he was hiding. And <laughs> even though he parked the car around the back, and his phone was blowing up, and he was over there with me, and I was his wife. Now, when you're talking about a wife feeling like a girlfriend, and you hiding your car from your girlfriend, but you with your wife, something about that just didn't sit well with me. So I went ahead. And I cut the goods off because even though we still had open grounds that we still was messing around on and off when I wanted to, when he wanted to, that's what the last draw. I couldn't do it no more. I said, listen, I got a nice home. If you want me, you take me home. Because again, I done took my L's like you said, but he would not take me home because now he feeling himself. And he got all the women. He got all the status. He doing what he want to do, having his cake and eat it too. But I had to draw the line. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it. So from that point forward, Demetrius and I never had an intimate relationship ever again after that situation. So for years, people thought, and we still acted like my friends, my former friends, all knew. You could talk about anybody, but don't you talk about Angel husband. They know I wasn't going to let nobody talk about him. I don't care what he was doing. I still felt like I had already did so much to him, damage control, but I was not going to let anybody else do it. I could do it with when nobody else going to do it. I don't care who it was. The men's in my life, they already knew. You might come, but you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna, you're not going to trump over Demetrius. And I think people felt that way. So um, Demetrius, that's how it came together. And I think your mom was the catalyst in us um, remaining friends because she always wanted our son to feel like he had a family. So no matter who Demetrius and I was with, and you came to Cookie House, all that had to be left at the door. She don't care who you was with, but she was not, we was not going to make her grandchild felt like he didn't have nobody. So for birthdays, we had to suck it up. We had to be singing. We had to be involved. For holidays, Christmas, no matter what we were doing, we had to make sure he was there. He got his gifts, and he felt like a family. So I think that is how we stayed. I mean, we got back friends. 
you know, after I got, you know, realized that I was no longer controlling him, holding child support over his head because I did it to ladies. I had leverage. <laughs> I used leverage. Demetrius, I had the leverage till you told me what. Tell him what you told me about that child support when I threatened you. I told her she kept trying to use child support on me so I couldn't. Like women I had, I had to hide the women and I had to do all this to make her happy. I told her, that's it. You pick me up, child support. You ain't been, you ain't been having me no chains, chain cuff, cuffed up. Come pick me on child support. I'll pay the money. Everybody else paying it. They happy. Now you can have me walking around here. Can't go out on a date. Where much you pick me on a scale of child support? And the money I was making, what I'm scared of some child support for. You know what I'm saying? So I told her, go ahead. Do what you got to do. I said, yeah, that's it. You might as well just take your child support and you know what you can do with it. Take them, and she had to take the cuffs off me. And I did, ladies. I went ahead and I felt like he was calling me a bluff. I went ahead and I um, put him on child support. I went ahead and filed for divorce. I filed for divorce. Demetrius didn't file for divorce. I filed for divorce, but in my attorney papers, I told the attorney, make him pay for it. So he come on the stall and he was going to want to do blood tests and all this jazz. And I said, if you want to threaten with some blood tests, I said, I want you to be able to pay back from the time he was born. He reconsidered. <laughs> he, 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 lawyer, his lawyer told him, because I overheard his lawyer tell him, come on and let her walk because she don't, you know, let her go. You know, because at the time I didn't know the value of the house. I, I think I just wrote down a bogus number. I told him. All for one k Yeah. I think I didn't know that, you know, I was young, didn't know the value of what in terms of you know, marriage. I didn't know anything about asking for anything. I think our next thing would need to be pre-nup and post-nup, uh, Demetrius, because I, I didn't know anything about getting my part out the house. I put a bogus number on there, which was $10,000. I asked for ten percent of what the house was. The house was over a hundred thousand, and I only asked for ten thousand dollars. How crazy am I? So, so many older women say, "Angel, what was you thinking? Angel, you had the child. You could have got the house and made him pay for it." But, ladies, do not go into any situation blind. That was one of the situations that I went in blindly. But again, I wanted out because I felt like this love. Um, the illusion of this relationship that I was going to have was better than what I was walking away from. I didn't care. I was like, I just want it out. But even when you want out, ladies, make sure you covered. <laughs> covered. Period. <laughs> I want to add that. I want to add that, men. I can tell you, it's going to be the next topic probably next week, but uh, I can tell y'all men song. Get your pre-nump or post-nump. Then you make sure you cover. Because women coming in your relationship right now, they're coming in there with the mindset. They want to ride off you. They don't want to, they want you, you do all the work. All they want to do is take care of kids. Well, I, I ain't put the kids in the daycare. I kept them. So they won't have your money. No, 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 we ain't doing that. Do a prenup. I'll make them pay 50 50. And tell them I told you that. Make them pay 50 50. So when you go, when you go get the vote, and the judge say, get a half, you can tell them. Yeah, she deserve half because she paid half every month. She paid half everything, so you won't feel bad. But uh, hey, I'm telling you that's what they do it now. But like I say, getting off track, that's another day, another time. But uh, I'm going to get back to Angela. I ain't mean to cut you off on it, but feel what you were saying. No, I think you closed it up perfectly because I feel like at the end of the episode, what is our takeaway? So, you know, um, we want to give them a book. Give to give them a book that we read to get us on track. Give them uh something that they can be able to self. I want people to be self sufficient. I feel like every relationship. I don't care if you're dating. I don't care if you you know a fiance. I don't care if you have went ahead and got married, but you have lost your way, and you feel like you're at a crossroad. Make sure. The equal parties are self-sufficient. If you're self-sufficient, that means when Demetrius dropped the ball, he know and can still stand and keep it moving. You know, my mother and I used to say it all the time. 
if the air go out on the ball, somebody else need to come back in and bounce it. So this is the way that Demetrius and I have been able to balance that. I don't worry about whether he can, you know, do it or not. I need to make sure that I'm self-sufficient on my own and being able to do. So I think the book that you're reading now, what's, what's that book you're reading now about T.D. Jakes? Disrupted. Oh. Yeah, disrupted. Yeah, I think that's a good book for people um, to start with because a lot of us have disrupted attitudes, disrupted with our tone of voice, disrupted in our ideas, and a relationship has to be balanced. You know, I hear people say 50, 50, 75, or 25, or 20, 80. Um, a relationship, any relationship, I don't care if it's heterosexual, homosexual. A relationship have to have each other in a balanced mode. What you got? No, I, I agree with you saying. I agree with you. You need to be balanced, but I guess we didn't get we ran out of time. We ran out of time. What? But the topic we were talking about. I mean, same thing. You say it all go together. But I don't want anybody to know. We can't be friends for t for ten years till we remarried the, the second time. I've been friends with. So you can be friends. I mean, we went through a bad time. I want. You can, what I'm saying, you can go through a bad time with your boyfriend, girlfriend, hum, whatever you want to look at it. But you still can be friends with the child. You ain't got to hold no grudge, and you know, because they ain't going to get you nowhere. Best to be, just make up and keep moving. I said, I made up. I went on and tried other women, relationship. Of course, it didn't work because I'm back with her. And she tried other men, it didn't work. I guess we were meant to be. Because we think a lot, and we got a lot in common. And that'd be another day, another story. Because a lot of women, a lot of dudes she met with, the lifestyle that she was living, they didn't want that lifestyle. And the women I dealt with, they didn't want the lifestyle I, I, I gonna give them. I put a lot of pressure on them women, and they couldn't live up to my age. I wanted something for them that they didn't want for themselves. That ain't put the work. I can't want it bad, bad than you want it. So that's why we back together where we're at now, because we want the same thing. And I hope that I can help y'all whoever going through this situation which we went through, y'all can get better together. You can make it. It can be done. Hey, take time. Everything take time. You got to let it, hey, time heal everything. So, you know, we back on track. And you see where we're at now, we moving. We moving real good. So, yeah, that book you talking about, TDJ, that's a good book. Disruptive Thinking, that's a, that's a good one. But, uh, Just keep in mind, I'm gonna say this. Just keep in mind, time will fix anything. It'll fix it. And about hundred bunch. Along with who? Who was the main source out of our marriage? Now that we didn't have a practice the first time. God. Period. I went, that's right. But I, I start praying. You know, some of y'all listening don't believe in God. Hey. It's a high power there. So somebody out there. So you better pray to somebody. You got to pray. But me, me and my wife leaving God and we prayed. And you know, I got on my knees. I went through some bad time. And he brought me out of it. He picked me right back by the book of Job. Picked me right back with my wife. Gave me everything back I had. Took took the evil people out of my life. Put my wife back in my life. So it can be done. It can be done. All about you can wrap it up when we want to, but you tied up. And I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting ready for next week. I want to see them next week. All right, you all. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. And I pray that it blessed you in some kind of way. And you took out uh, the nuggets that you needed to kind of saturate your life with. Um, remember, nobody is perfect. Demetrius and I are not perfect. We just telling you the lead life experiences. And now for our life experiences, uh, like I said, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that we, what we should have said is the good, the bad, and the gossip. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I know. Hey, please, please leave comments. You know, I like that. Yeah, I want to see what you think. And uh, remember, remember, just remember what I told you. Time, time will hit everything. Hit everything. All right. That is um, conclude this episode. Thank you so very much. Remember, if you want your topics heard and you want to hear the leads on life experiences, um, you want to hear your topic on leading life experiences, go ahead and text us 
1608. And when I'm saying that we will respond, that just means you don't have to put your whole life story on there. It's not built um, for that, but we can be able to put it in air it so that way you can be able to hear it in real time and hear our voice on what we think about it. And Angie, let them know we're going to be bringing people home too. Like some of y'all, I mean, the one who want to come on and express yourself, you know, I'm going to keep it real with you now because I ain't no psychology, you know, I, can, I ain't been no college. I can go with my experience I've been through. My wife's saying, "Wait, well, you bring it to me, and, I, and you want somebody to keep it real with you and tell you the truth." Cause a lot of people got these yes people right here agree with you. I ain't gonna agree with you. I'm gonna tell you what you want to hear. What you? I tell you what you want to hear. What you need to hear. So I make sure that I make sure you just come on here. Come on here and try me, and Angela. And hey, I'm telling you, we gonna be through a whole lot. And I got a feeling we got some more to go through. But this time gonna be good, not the bad. Yes, and if you like your um your product or your services being able to be on our ads then go ahead and submit your ads and again we don't say yes to every opportunity but it has to be in relevancy of what the movement that we're pushing so please be respectful of our decisions you know because i know a lot of people you know see it as an opportunity but we do have where you can sponsor get your item sponsored um it's a t-shirt that you want you and demetrius and i to wear or it's a product that you're trying to get us to promote for you um go ahead and hit the sponsor ad in, in this session and then again like demetrius said if you would like to be a guest and you want to be able to take your time to get in the hot seat that have us to dissect what your issues are again only thing we can do is give you who the leaves life experiences perspective all right Demetrius, we out. Hi, everyone. I hope you have enjoyed the episode so far. You are here with the Lee Life Experiences. And remember, if you want to get your topics discussed or get our opinion or our perspective, join us at Pixels at 833-370-1608 and put relationships in the comments. She for production.